Theorizing that Quantum Leap would hold up after 30 years, two friends set out to watch every episode and vanished. Oh boy. Sam win big game, make big football. Sam hit the bad guy and make him fall. Sam, 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 oh boy! Featuring Kristen and Leet. Yeah! Hello. Hi. Welcome to this week's episode. Hi, welcome to another episode of Oh Boy, It's (laughs) Kristen and Leet. I'm Leet. I'm defeated. (laughs) I'm Kristen. This is a show where, what do we do? Why don't you just tell us what? Why don't you just tell us what we do on the show? Well, what we, you and I previously just did, Kristen, is we watched an episode of uh, the television show Quantum Leap. What? Uh, specifically, we watched season two, episode fourteen, entitled "All American." But what do we do next? We discuss it on mic with with people listening. Yeah, hopefully. Hi, Elizabeth. Hey, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> We love you. <laughs> I really like that. It's like the complete op. The phrase "Hi, Elizabeth" is to me the opposite in every way of the phrase "By Felicia." <laughs> in terms of, <laughs> it it is the opposite, and it's meant with absolute respect and goodwill, yeah. as opposed to "By Felicia," which is like get get yeah, out. it's not dismiss- It's the opposite of dismissive. Yeah, it's, it's like, welcoming it's and missive. great gratitude. It's missive. So all American, all American is football. Yeah, big win, big big win, big game. <laughs> big men win big game, play game, throw ball, run. And it's more or less accurate. Um, kind of. It, there was a lot more to it than I thought it was going to be. I'm glad that I I assumed that the show that it was going to be like he's like a lumphead who's got to like. Did you say lumphead? A lumphead isn't is that a phrase? Lunkhead. Okay, a lunkhead who has lumphead. To... <laughs> yeah, from all the. Getting hit by footballs <laughs> from all of the playful beats about the face, beat beatings about the head and face that they favorite, give each other. That's in my football. favorite uh, football tradition is when they put beats <laughs> in each other's faces. Um, yeah, I thought it was just going to be about football, but it, of course it wasn't. It was uh, it's about immigration policy. Yeah, yeah, and um. It was nice. I thought it was a good episode. Yeah, it was a fun episode. Um, it started again with the extra long intro, and it ended with the extra long credit sequence, and it also had a really long montage right in the middle. I think Did they it? just oh yeah, I mean the, the Jaguars losing montage. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like the show is getting shorter. Yeah, and shorter. they just decided to start <laughs> shooting like thirty nine minutes of footage for sure. And this particular story, like it did feel really short yeah. compared to like, like uh, I don't know when we back when we started, and it was like you know the volare color of truth era like in season one like those were long involved episodes yeah. this was very like okay a b c d we're done yeah let's get the fuck out of here <laughs> you Go. get it football we start uh sam leaps in in the middle of football game yeah and he's he, he, and he wins it for them basically knowing he, he wins nothing. it knowing nothing he just throws the ball yeah 
Big man throw big ball. Big. <laughs> um, and then as soon as the game is over, he goes to Al and he's like, those guys could have killed me. Like, yeah. I mean, not in a high school football game. They might have knocked you down. Well, they might. I mean, here's the the recurring thing about this episode that bugged me a lot is they joke frequently about like, because of course when he leaps, like he got tackled and stuff and he's also confused and doesn't know and he throws the ball in a weird way that everyone's like, that was weird. I'm like, I honestly can't tell because I don't know anything about football. He just threw the damn ball. But everybody's like, wow, what a weird way to throw the ball. And they're like, and he's like, who am I? Where am I? What's going on? And I forgot like, oh, my locker have, combination. Yeah. And they're like, do you have a concussion, man? Ha ha ha. You're fine. And like the whole episode every now and then, like like at one point they see him talking to himself and they're like, hey, stop clowning around. More laps. And he's like disoriented all the time and confused. And I'm like, that's a real problem with football players that exists, right? Like yeah. I believe President Obama like – did a lot of work about that. Like he was concerned about young men with like permanent brain damage from football and our, and our, it's not my culture, like oh, the American culture of like American football is kind of dismissive of the fact that it is extremely dangerous and people have lasting problems. And it's also a short lived career for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't do it very long. And just that little period of time, it's like boxing. Like it can mess you up for life. And I don't know. Basically, don't do sports ever, anyone. Yeah, just stay That's home what I soft. do. That's what I do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's a thread that I thought was going to maybe get picked up, but it wasn't. No, they were just like, ah, it's pretty funny when football players forget how to live their lives and forget pe- their friends' names and stuff. Exactly. It was like nothing but a comedic point. And also, like, um, every time they win a game or do something good... They raise their arms in big fists and go to each other's shoulders and go like, roar, Jaguars, and slam them down on each other's shoulders violently. Sam gets knocked down several times in the first uh, five minutes of this show. And I'm just worried about it every time they do it. They're just so violent with each other, like, outside of the game, let alone within the game. Like, anywho, that's all. Yeah. I feel like a mom. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you boys, be safe out there. Um, <laughs> I brought uh, orange wedges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's me and the Celia. Do we want to talk about, okay, just Al in general? This is not a great episode for Al. No. There's like, it starts out with he's, he, he has a line right after the first game where he says that pass was like a $10 hooker. Not pretty, but it got the job done. <laughs> Uh-huh. And that's just setting the bar for where Al's going to be. Repeated two separate occasions, he refers to women to cheerleaders as in high girls. school. Like, bear in mind, they're in high school, right? Yeah, this is high school football. He refers to cheerleaders as little girls, little girls, but and then not in a way them. exactly, not in a way that's like, well, she is fifteen or sixteen, so she is a little yeah. girl technically. Like, yeah. well, according. Two, two grown men such as yourself. But then he goes on to comment about her enormous melons yep. or something. Um, so gross. Real yep. bad. Yep. Not a good look. And then it comes back later. I don't remember uh, when that was. But it, once again, he says, oh, there's this little girl. Carla. Carla. Because Carla has a crush on Vega. Um, 
So yeah, and that's and, um, Eddie Vega, which is the person that Sam is left into. Yes. Siren time. <laughs> I love it so much more than train time. You've done vocal warm ups before. That's Siren time. Oh my god. Optimum bitch. Do you not like that? No, that was just, I've never heard you go that low before. Oh, maybe because I'm hungover. Because I had too much to drink last night. Normally I'm a bit higher than that. You know, siren, you go down, then you yeah. land on your optimum pitch, hold it for as long as you But can. your optimum pitch is not usually the lowest uh, pitch you can do for most humans. That's true. That's not my optimum. But it's not far. <laughs> um, anywho, Carla likes Eddie, and he's like, Sam wisely is just like I'm nope, gonna disregard nope, nope, this. No, 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 no. Yeah, he's just wise, wisely like I'm. I'm not here to to. You know what? If it's not part of my leaping, I don't need to romance a 16 year old. <laughs> you know, and I, and I applaud him for doing the bare minimum of and being a be decent fair, time traveler. He's still you know? not over that 13 year old he smooched in Kamikaze Kid. Yeah, he's still pining for her. Yeah, so you know what? Good for him for being like, I, I'm not thinking about Carla. I'm a one little girl guy. <laughs> oh, oh, yikes. And uh, and Al is like, well, Carla, my God, okay, she's a cute little girl, whatever. And it's like, that just hopefully made Sam want even less. <laughs> this is also like, uh, speaking of Al in this episode, there's um, a, a point where Sam for some reason, asks Al if he lost his virginity at 16. And Al just goes on a long monologue. (laughs) 16? No. Me? 16? No. (laughs) Me? No. 16? No. I was like 12. At 16, I had three girls in the orphanage alone who were... Sam keeps trying to be like, okay, okay, anyway, like moving on. And Al's like, really, Sam? 16? 16? What kind of a fucking loser (laughs) waits until they're 16? like... I mean, we have heard in a previous episode that he was much younger than that, of course. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, like I had two, three girls in the orphanage alone. I'm like, Ugh, oh my word. Especially oh my after word. last week when it was all about, hey, like lose your virginity whenever you feel like, you know, you don't don't succumb to peer pressure. You can be, <laughs> you can be 18 or whatever. It's great. And now it's like 16, you fucking loser. Yeah, yeah. No one cares no more. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, Al does say that he is 16 at heart. Oh, yeah, that's what, which, that's uh, what it was. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, you know, and at first I was like, that's kind of a nice monologue to start on. But then I realized that the context is that he's attracted to the che- the, the cheerleaders. Yeah. So I'm like, never mind. You know, I don't like this. I'm actually 16 at heart business. <laughs> I'm sure that line has been used on, on many a cheerleader. <laughs> yeah. So this is... My point is, not a great episode for Al. Not a good look, Al. Also, he doesn't really do anything in this episode. He doesn't even get, like, interesting outfits. No, I didn't clock any. I missed it. But maybe I did notice that, because Ruben had fantastic outfits. Yeah. So I was like, maybe Al, they toned down so that Ruben could shine more brightly. Mm. Um, anywho. Now, Ruben, uh, since you brought him up, is uh, the landlord to... I love Ruben. He's my Dixie. <laughs> yeah, sure. He's good. Um, okay, so Sam is Eddie Vega. His best friend is Chewie something or other. Chewie is Eddie's best friend. Chewie's mother is renting a house owned by 
Ruben. Ruben, who also is like the landlord slash bookie. Yeah, we had a real, um, you know, I can't pay the rent. You must pay the rent <laughs> kind of vaudevillian yeah. setup yeah. here. Celia, Chewie's mother, can't pay the rent. She cannot. Um, It's been three months. Yeah. She hasn't got a paycheck from work or whatever. And I get that that situation is a lot more difficult because she can't complain about it. Celia is uh, living in California um, undocumented at yeah. the time. So, yeah, so she can't, she can't complain to like um anyone she can't complain to the cops about her not getting paid for her job but she also uh like because one of the things ruben tries to um fuck her for the rent money and she can't complain about that to anybody because he's threatening to go to immigration mm-hmm. so that's the situation she finds herself in because because at first like when i when i heard that because I, I get very angry about issues of people like not getting paid on time yep. like as an artist i guess it infuriates me when that shit happens so i was like oh you go and you get your paycheck celia like i was so mad but then i'm like oh fuck like yeah that's horrible that like you can't you can't do anything about that and you can't complain to a landlord and tenant board about Ruben or anything. Furthermore, um, so so yeah, that that part stressed me out. And on the other hand, I'm like, the whole rent thing is stressful too. I can't imagine getting through like three months without without paying rent and not just like immediately getting an eviction notice. But that's Toronto, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Or that's the world we live in now where I'm just like, it's a miracle you got by three months to me, but... But also, speaking of 1962, you know what her rent was for those three months? Oh. Uh, yeah, it was $800. 800 I remember because I was like, that's that's lovely. Yeah. I mean, I know that it was the 60s, but it's a house, It's too. a house with a huge fucking backyard that they have parties in. Yeah. Or is it, that front yard or whatever? I don't even know, but like... Yeah, it's a nice, nice little house with a yard, like 800 for three months. So that's like, what would that be? Like uh, two, 250, 275. 266. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, Man. Yeah, man. That can't be. Well, I mean, we'd have to look up the, uh, the inflation rate, and I just don't feel like that. So let's just say she's getting a deal of a lifetime. Yep. In 2019 dollars. The, the reason that Sam is here and the thing he has to fix is that uh, Chewie is going to throw a game. The big game. And, and ruin the his... Big, the big game throw fast. Yeah, he's going to throw it. Uh, the game, not the ball. The big the big game. Yeah, yeah. throw fast, big game. And um, ruin all his shots at like getting a scholarship and becoming a doctor, which is what he wants to do so that he can support his family. Um, and Sam has to stop this from happening and find out why. And yeah, he's like, so he goes to Al, he's like, why, why would he do that? Like, you know, he, he seems so into it or whatever. And Al says, that kind of data is locked in the human heart. I wrote that line down too. (laughs) And I couldn't tell whether it was the worst line or the best line ever on this show. (laughs) I agree. I was like torn between, is it poetic or is it the worst? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I do kind of like it just in that notion of like, yeah, Ziggy can hold a lot of information, but it doesn't, Ziggy doesn't know, um, why people make decisions and things like that. But also, it, which like, is true, but still like Ziggy could have known, like she, she's going to get evicted, um, from her house. And that's why her son chose to throw the game. 
Like, yeah. that's that's probably... Ziggy has known a lot more personal information about people, like specifically when they lose their virginity. I was going to say, Ziggy did know all of those boys' stats on when they lost their virginity last episode. So who's to say? Who knows? Um, so Sam, Ruben. Sam more or less figures out what's going on between Ruben and Celia and threatens him. Yes. There's, oh. there's a bit of a showdown at this party. What is Sam's tactic in this episode? Oh, man. Because it's like, and this is where I'm like, I think Sam does have a concussion. Because he's <laughs> behaving very strangely and differently than he normally does. Because he puts it together. Like, he, sort of. He puts something yeah. together. Because to, he to, knows that Ruben is like... Uh, a bad dude. A bad dude, right away. To put it in context, at this party that they're throwing in Celia's house to celebrate uh, the the win big game football boys. Um, the, Ruben shows up and, and threatens to evict her if she doesn't have the money and then also tries to... He assaults her. Yeah, he assaults her and, and tries to... Um, what's the word? Like coerce her into coerce sex. Her, to, coerce her yeah. into sex to pay for her rent and stuff like that. Sam blunders in uh, and kind of clocks the situation and then... Uh, Eddie has no clue. Eddie has no fucking clue. Or not Eddie. Sam's Eddie. Uh, Chewy. Chewy. Chewy has no clue. Uh, He's just like, hey, Ruben. Like, hey, Ruben, you may have won some money on the big game today. Why huh? is my mother crying? Like, <laughs> nothing like that. Um, then uh, Sam and go, goes and confronts Ruben. And he it's just dro- fully he like... Catches, like, does he drive to wherever Ruben's car is? Or no, like, he, just, he, just, he just, as as Ruben is pulling out in his car, he stands in front of I the see. car. And he's got this like distant look in his face. He's like, um, that's why I'm here. I think you're the reason. He looks at, at Ruben and says, reason I'm here. I think you're the reason I'm here. And Ruben's Ruben is like, like, what? Do you mean like in a bibli- like in a, in a religious sense or what? At your house? You're, you're here because you live here. You live next door. You yeah. Live, this is. You won the football game and it's the football party for you. You, you did throw good. Real good game, Eddie. Um, so <laughs> yeah, and he's he looks his brow is arched as he's like looking around. He's like, "You're what's co- you're why I'm here." Like look, then looking right at Ruben yeah. and saying that, and then and then he's like, uh, "What does he say to him?" Because he just overtly is like, he's like, um, "I think you've got to stay away from." Chewy. Yeah. yeah, he says. Like, uh, um, yeah, he's 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 yeah he's talking it out as he's figuring it out. He's like, I feel like I have to tell you to stay away from Chewy and stay away from Chewy and his mom. <laughs> exactly. He repeats it more, like because at first he's like, I think you, I think you should stay away from Chewy. I think maybe hey, this is stay away from Chewy. <laughs> it's so weird. And this is this episode was written by Donald P. And somebody else. And it just feels like they were like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to make Cut all of the, the subtext text. And that's, I found it so strange because he's never quite done this before. Like normally he's like, I think I've got to take it. Like he takes a subtle approach. He assesses the situation. But in this case, he's like vocalizing as he's assessing the situation and being like, I think I need to threaten you. I'm threatening you. I do think, like, I think you're probably right. I feel like this is probably Swiss cheese personality. And there is something seriously wrong with Eddie Vega. (laughs) It's just a new, a completely new approach for Sam to just, just be 
out in the open. Yeah, because like, like usually, like, I think I'm here to stop a tragedy. I'm a time traveler who needs to stop something <laughs> from happening. Ruben's like, I'm sorry, what? He's like, <laughs> he has like revealed his identity once or twice before, but it's always after like some consideration and being like, you know what? I've considered all the possibilities, and I think this is the right one. In this case, it's just like. I think what a time traveler who's here to fix a problem would say is stay away from Chewie and his mom. (laughs) I mean, it's funny because like I became a happier person when um, several, maybe a few years ago, uh, I decided I'm just going to be honest about the way I'm feeling or if I'm confused or whatever. I think it's better to just be out in the open with stuff and people will think it's awkward, but at least... It's better than me being like, like awkwardly staring and freaking out on the inside, you know? So I I just vocalize my awkward thoughts most of the time. And I find that I'm a happier person for it, for whatever reason. My point is that I wonder if Sam's trying that. (laughs) I wonder if that's what Sam's doing. He's like, you know what? I'm going to like this leaping thing. I feel like I haven't quite nailed it down yet. Um, What if I just try being open about what's going on with me <laughs> like, like, like yeah. he's, he's trying episode, this new thing next episode he's fully just gonna like um <laughs> he's gonna leap in and immediately go like my name's sam beckett from the future how can i help <laughs> yeah, yeah. or like uh, another 13 year old girl is in love with him and he's like well i feel uncomfortable with this because i'm actually a 35 year old man but I do understand that I have to kiss you in order to leave this situation. So I say, let's do it. <laughs> Hi, I'm charismatic star of stage and screen, Scott Bakula. <laughs> Another layer, layers of reality peeling away. I'm actually Scott Bakula playing Sam Beckett, who is playing a young man. Also, could you imagine Scott Bakula getting the script and reading that scene and trying to do his like beats and do his uh his his work on that script? And it's just like, I think you're the reason I'm here. How can I possibly say that? Oh my god! In a way that makes sense for Sam Beckett. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's too funny. I would love if they actually did that. I'm Scott Bakula playing Sam Beckett playing Eddie Vega. Or better yet. Okay, how's this? Sam leaps into young actor Scott Bakula (gasps) right before his Broadway premiere in Promises, Promises and has to fix a problem. That's interesting. That's a very good idea. Donald P, get back to me because that's very funny. I think Scott Bakula could, in 2019, convincingly play himself. And they have all of this promises. footage. They have all of this footage of him as, as his younger self that they could edit in. Uh, Donald P., uh, my price for this idea is one million American dollars. You can hit us up at, at Kristen oh, Donald, Leet. I'll give it to you for like 5000 Wow, I'm being undercut <laughs> by my own partner. Yeah. I was talking about this with with um I, th- I think you listened to the episode of being an artist is fucking killing me yeah um how i'm like man if so <laughs> there are some day the worst part of being an artist is is that like if someone came up and wayne's world me right now wayne's worlded me right mm-hmm. now like um that was rob Lowe. yeah, yeah. like rob Lowe'd me where he's like <laughs> rob Lowe'd you. i love your idea <laughs> for this thing 
I want to give you $5,000 for it. I would be like, I got $5,000. I got $5,000. Like I would Wayne's world so hard and be like, I know that this was worth it. People would be like, you gave it to him for $5,000? Like, you should have held out for more. Like, what no, do you No, I mean? got so many chicken like, nuggets, man. I'm hungry. <laughs> I, like, you, I want that 5000 No, absolutely. That's the worst part, is that you could easily, someone could easily take advantage yeah. of your artistness. I would sell out for so cheap. I mean, fuck, every time I go to a commercial audition, it's like, yeah, man. <laughs> you know what a hockey weed killer? Sure. Give me 40 bucks. Yeah. Anyway, that's all. Sad times. So we cut to the next morning and uh oh, Sam has to lead calisthenics. <laughs> oh no. Um yeah, and uh the funny part is Al is like says something like, oh, I'd do calisthenics if Jane Fonda was leading it. Like, because she <laughs> I think famously... hungover Al voice is even better than regular Al voice. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm honing the yeah, Al voice. It's really good. Give me, give me, hit, me that, hit me with that again. Uh, I would do calisthenics <laughs> if Jane Fonda was leading it. I'm Al and I'm from <laughs> Queens, New York. I went a bit far with that one. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, so the funny thing is, is that was just an offhand Al comment. But I think that what happened is Sam is like, Jane Fonda aerobics. That's what I got to do. Because he proceeds to do basically like a Jane Fonda dance workout with the guys. He puts on La Bamba because they already had the rights to it from like three episodes ago. (laughs) Yep. Yep. He put, he gets Carla the cheerleader to put it on and um and he starts doing a little like oh ready okay and a one and a who and like and doing like a little dance to la bamba and the guys are just standing there like what the fuck is this although my favorite is one guy in the back he's like okay and like tries it a bit yeah there's a couple of them who start doing it but like failing real hard but not doing anything like what sam is doing like they're just spinning in a circle like yeah (laughs) yeah just like kicking vaguely. Yeah. Like, it's kind of funny. Um, and then the coach is like, what the fuck are you what doing? What the fuck are you doing? And then uh, an owl offhand is like, oh, you've just in- invented like aerobics. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I guess calisthenics before that were a lot of like jumping jacks probably. Yeah. Like, what and was, just, like, what's the difference between those two things other than La Bamba? That he put music to it and like, well, but yeah, other than that, it's not like he was like, like doing... the coach can't be like, what? These people were standing motionless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be more mad that nobody was exercising. Oh, also, I think when they before that, the cheerleaders are doing a routine and they have a record player and they're practicing to like raunchy burlesque music. They're like, exactly. Like I'm picturing like a. Are you just doing and all that jazz? And, no, but I can't. That's all that jazz. No, that's Come on, babe. Why don't we paint the town? All right. I was thinking of. Do you ever know, know that song? Who did it? That was Pat- Patricia the Stripper. Is that what it was called? I don't know Patricia the Stripper. I think that's what it was called. 
Her name is Patricia. She's something. Da, 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 da. Never mind. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I haven't heard it since I was like 13. And that's all I remember. The god made her a sinner to make fat men thinner. <laughs> it's a good song. I'm not sold. <laughs> Uh, um, the chorus is better, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, hang on, I just now it's gonna drive me crazy. It's like tweet me at Kristen Lee if you know this song. Yeah, tweet, tweet, tweet us like, the link, please, because I will not look it up myself. She took a they fell to the floor. What Something on like earth that. are you saying? <laughs> Never mind. I'll stop. I gotta stop. She's having about to cop on drawers to match applause. Like it's, it's like it's really silly. Is this like an old British music hall number? No, it's like a surprisingly I think popular musician did it, but he's he puts on like an old timey voice, and I think he's got an English accent, so he just sounds like an old burlesque singer. I don't fucking know, but anyway. The point is that the cheerleaders are doing like a regular cheerleading routine, but to raunchy music. That's all. It's a funny story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's it. Like, then we cut to um, the locker room after. I almost called it rehearsal. Every time I say practice, just know in my head I'm saying (laughs) rehearsal. Um, For the record, also. Uh, I find it weird, and I hope that because Sam has to run like 20, thirty-five laps yeah, by the end of it. Exactly thirty-five laps, and he's wearing all of his pads and gear. Yeah, I'm like that seems real uh, awful. I hope that's not how it actually goes down. I mean, sometimes, yeah. Oh, but for thirty-five laps, I don't know how much. How much is a lap? I mean, I know it's obviously a hundred yards down the side, but then how how wide is it across? I don't know. I don't like running. Yeah, running sucks. We we're in the in the locker, locker room, room, and uh, um, Ruben shows up to tell Chewie throw throw big game. Yeah, lose, he, lose game, throw bad. He wasn't wearing as nice an outfit this time. He was wearing like a pink, a salmon pink shirt with like a weird. Actually, I did like this one, like a gray <laughs> jacket that had like I don't know, not tweed, but it, it, I I did like that jacket. But just for context, the first time we see him, he's wearing a black coat. And a bright, sparkly red shirt, buttoned all the way up, sparkly like like it looked like it was uncomfortable. That's how sparkly it was. How dense the sparkles. Like maybe maybe just that actor's name was like Dean Shockwell, and they just sent the wrong costume to the trailer. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, he looks like he's from the future. What's happening? And Al, meanwhile, is wearing like muted earth tones or something. I'm confused. Um, Ruben, the worst part is the hair. He's got this deep side part slicked, like gelled all over. Like he looks like a dweeb, um, like like a mix between a nerd and, and Gomez Adams. Yeah. And a little mustache. He's got a mustache. Good-looking guy too. I was like, I kind of yeah, wish. Yeah, Gomez Adams. Yeah, like he was gi- giving me Raúl Julia vibes. I'm. A, I don't know if <laughs> is this the podcast where I always talk about Raúl Julia because I love Raúl Julia. 
I don't think it's ever come up before. Oh, never mind. What? By podcast, maybe I just mean like... Life. Life. I love talking about Raul Julia. No. Did you see his um, um, Three Penny Opera? Yes. Yeah. Love it. Did you see his Street Fighter? <laughs> oh, I forgot he was in that. <laughs> was he ever? Actually, um, I think it was the last film he did. Huh. All right, he died tragically young, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, Street Fighter has a nice, um, like, oh, cursed, uh... thing at the end about him. Oh, I see. Did you see Kiss of the Spider Woman? No, I didn't. He's so good in that. Not the musical, yeah. the movie based yeah. on the book, yeah. Huh. I love Raul Julia. Um, right, he shows up and says, like, oh, tell, tells Chewie that his mom is late in the rent. And uh, um, Chewie freaks out and says, well, I'll go to her her job and make them pay her. And he's like, oh, no, that'll just get her deported. The best thing you can do for her is lose the game, and then we'll call it square. And, uh, and... Yeah, I, I do think that um, it was a clever plot, I do have to say. Um, you know, if it worked uh, on, on his behalf, like, because... Um, you know, Chewie tries to be like, well, that's easy. I'll, we're going to win. Like, we'll win the game. Yeah, and then and, you'll win all the money. And he's like, well, no, because, like, that's not... That's not a sure thing. I'm like, that's absolutely right. Like, everybody plans to win the big game, yeah. obviously. Um, and he's right. You can absolutely tank the game if you want to. But the way Chewie did it... We'll get was, to that. Yeah. Not, like, the plan was smart on... Uh, Ruben's yeah. behalf. Yeah. But, but then Chewie... Chewie did not understand quite how to achieve well, that or, goal. Okay, well, or... Let's get to it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because then Sam shows up after having run all his laps. Yeah. His many, many laps. And he sees there and he's like, I thought I told you to stay away from Chewie. You remember in yeah. that scene from before? <laughs> <laughs> I explicitly said, I am here to stop you from... <laughs> seeing Joey. I'm sure you remember. There were many cameras there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they just start fighting. But he, okay, okay. so he says, I thought I told you to stay away from Chewie. And then Ruben just looks over at Chewie and says, he tell you how to, or does he tell you when to <laughs> wipe your butt too? Which is, <laughs> yeah. what? To which I just said like, <laughs> good one, Ruben. Like, <laughs> yeah, good one, Ruben. A, it was a non sequitur. B, like, you really you're, showed that teenager. You're like a, a a bookie, like who's trying to illegally like um, get a, an a, an athlete to throw a game. You can say ass. You can say the word ass. You yeah. can just yeah. You're a bad dude. You can say you can say all kinds. I tell of you words. when to wipe your butt too. <laughs> You can, Whoa, you can say the word ass. Throw down the gauntlet, I guess. You can say fuck. You can say shit. You can say bastard. You can say all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. Um, And then, uh, so then they fight. They fight. Sam just grabs him and throws him over um, a, a, a row of lockers that topple down and they start wrestling all over. And then the coach comes in and was like, what the fuck's going on? And he starts yelling at them and, he, and, and goes to uh, Ruben and is like, Get the fuck out of this locker room. Which, not for nothing, you are a grown man in a teenage boy's locker room. Yep. Like, I know that it's only these two kids in it, and it's the 60s or whatever. <laughs> so, like, maybe there weren't district rules, but clearly they, they, there were, because the coach is like, get the fuck out. 
um, you're like, yeah, full on wrestling a teenage boy in a locker room. So that's great. Um, and then Chewie lies because he's like, what's this all about? And he's like, uh, Eddie and Ruben are after the same girl. And Coach goes, go, looks to Ruben and says like, what? So you're, what, you're into teenagers? Like, you sick fuck? And then he looks at Eddie and goes, or is it that you like older women? And I'm like, good point. It's kind of a terrible lie because it's like either, either Eddie is in like an illegal relationship as a minor with a grown woman, which is problematic. Or Ruben is a pedophile. And I'm not gonna lie, he's got like the mustache. Like he kind of already looks like a creep. Give like Gomez Adams in a teenage boy's locker room. You know what I think? I think the explanation for the badness of that lie, and in keeping with the theme of this episode, is that the actor playing Chewie just looked over at 35-year-old Scott Bakula and said, yeah, these two are the same age. Yeah, because, like, to our eyes, this is absolutely normal. Like, these two men fighting. But then I thought about it, I'm like, yeah. I remember, like... Eddie's a young dude. Yeah, and they got like a the young looking dude. Earlier. Yeah, he's like a very slight, hairless boy. Like, <laughs> that's a coach is right to have a lot of concerns <laughs> about this situation. So, <laughs> that's all. Yeah, then I think we're at the, the big game. I think we go straight to the big game. Time for big game. Big game, win, fight. Um, um, so, this is Chewie's strategy. For, yeah. for throwing the game. He just immediately... It's like on the first play, he pretends he hurt his leg and just trusts the incompetence of the rest of the team to lose the game for them. Well, and like, because for example, Sam says to him, like, you're going to throw the game or something. Or like, I know what you're going to do. Yeah. Don't do it. And he goes, then don't throw the ball to me. Yeah. I'm like, again. That's not... That's not... I don't think you understand about needing to throw this game to save your house yeah. and your mother. Like, you don't throw the game by not playing. You throw the game by fucking up. Yeah, like, you should be like, you gotta throw me the ball. Yeah, throw me the ball, man, and then I will hand it to the next guy. I'm going out there tomorrow, and I am doing everything within my power to fuck everyone up. Yeah. No, you can't do that from the bench, Chewy. Yeah, so when he's like, oh, I can't play my knee, oh. And uh, it's like, again, you must just think that this that your team has been winning so far only because yeah. of you. I was going to say, like, Chewie is apparently the only good player on this entire team. Even fucking Sam or or Eddie apparently, like, isn't very good at football. Yeah, it's, it's like Chewie's, Chewie's thinking is, is just that, like, well, you know what, I'm just going to get out and then I don't even have to worry about it. Like, my job is done. It's yeah. like, that's absolutely not true. And when he throws his knee out, he looks over at Ruben on the bench or in the seats, the audience, um, and and Ruben smiles and kind of nods a bit like, yes, you're doing the thing. Mm. I'm like, no, Ruben. Like, no, you should be like, get back in he's there. He's making himself incapable of doing the job of throwing the game. Grab the ball and run in the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Spike the ball for the other team. Like, I don't fucking know about football, but like, ugh, anyway. Yeah. 
So then they are losing. Yeah, we get a good long uh, montage of them losing because Chewie was right. Apparently, he, he is the, the only, only person one. who knows how to play football. Yeah. And uh, I would also like to clock the cheerleaders again because they're kind of awful. They're just slowly <laughs> waving their arms. <laughs> like doing an Enya dance? Doing like, to an Enya track? Yeah. <laughs> like... It looks like almost like Tai Chi. Like they're just like, you know, those montages where like Buffy and Angel are doing like Tai Chi. Do you ever watch? Um, I didn't watch that much. I've I've watched some, but that doesn't leave to mind. There are a lot of parts where they're like meditatively like Mm -hmm. practicing and and just that's what these cheerleaders were doing. Like like swimming through air (laughs) and then then sometimes just jumping. (laughs) (laughs) I loved these cheerleaders. It was like the, um. This happened on Quantum Leap again recently. What was it? Where they're just doing nothing. Oh, in Lana Flamancha. Just the vague dancing at the beginning. I feel like Quantum Leap really needed to invest in like an on-set choreographer or something to just be like, what are we doing? It's a cheerleading game. Let's. We need to make a routine. We need to make a cheerleading routine. Instead, it's like they just got five just girls and were like... these actors to do it. They were like, can you guys just come up with something? We're shooting in two minutes. And they were like, um, okay, we're going to do sweet to the left sweep to the right jump jump now fight 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 (laughs) exactly and then they like memorized it in a minute we're like practice it once this is the best we could do that's how i think they did it. is it possible that they were just doing normal cheering but because the episode was running short they slowed it down maybe it's but but i don't know what cheerleading act looks like like, there was just this one move where they literally swim through the air that just blew me away. I'm like, listen, listeners, I was not a cheerleader. Wait, what? I wasn't you? a cheerleader. I thought for sure you had been a cheerleader. I don't even know if my school had cheerleaders. Mine did not. Yeah, I feel like cheerleaders weren't a thing when we were in high school. And if they were... I wouldn't have been it, guys. But you also went to ESA, so you're probably surrounded by dancers. Yes. Yeah, so if there were cheerleaders, you can bet they would have been amazing. Yeah. They would have been incredible. But I know what cheerleading is supposed to look like. (laughs) (laughs) Sweep to the left, sweep to the right, jump, jump, and fight, fight, fight. fight. They also never, like, cheered. <laughs> Every now and then they threw their pom-poms up and were like, yay! But I'm like... This is not what I paid for. Yeah. And then, uh, so, Sam goes to the bench and uh, Al just says, like, you gotta sit it out or something. Yeah. And then, and he, and he realizes that if he is in solidarity with Chewie, then... Something good will happen, I think. I think this is what it was, was that um, Chewie was willing to sacrifice his own future career uh, in order to throw this game, but he was not willing to sacrifice Eddie's future career and and, and scholarship and stuff. Yeah. So as soon as Sam was like, oh, well, if you're not going to play, I'm not going to play, that's when Eddie was like, no, but but I don't want that to happen to my friend. So that's why yeah. he agreed to play. No, I get it. I don't know if that's why Sam did it in the first place oh, or I not. It was. Oh, okay. Why, why did you think? I don't know. 
Because when it was it was Al's idea, he said, like Sam was like, "Oh, I don't know what to do. He won't play." And then Al was like, "Oh, I think you just have to set it, sit this one out." And then Sam looks at him and goes like, "Oh, are they really that close?" And Al goes like, "Yeah, they're like you and me. They're that close." Oh, okay, maybe. So I think that's what the plan was all along. I guess in my mind, I was thinking, okay, time travel rules. What happened in the in the original timeline, which is that uh, Eddie played and. Uh, Chewie didn't so I'm like maybe if nothing else it's shaking up the timeline mm-hmm. um, so you know either way it worked because when he sits it out then um, Chewie then just uh, realizes that they should play they both should play so they both get up and they play and they win big game but they also they do a, a cute thing where um, like Chewie you know earlier said that he hurt his leg and uh, and couldn't play, and he spent the rest of the game sitting on the bench. And he runs up to the coach and says, "I'm ready, coach. I can play." And then the coach is like looking in astonishment at him. And then Sam runs up beside him on the other side and says, "I can play too." And the coach is just like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah. We're... So no one's hurt. Well, because also the way Sam does it, he's like, "I can't play, coach." And coach is like, "What do you mean you can't play? Are you hurt?" He's like, "No, I just I can't play. I don't want to play. I can't." And then he's like, "Please, please, please don't do this to me." Like this is the game. <laughs> big game. We're behind. They were behind by five points. I think it was anyway. So yeah. they win big game. They win big game. Uh, Sam throws to Chewy. Chewy catches ball. They and, uh, win big game. Ruben is like looking destroyed. Also, in, did you catch the rafters? Also, just talk about Ruben here for a sec because I have all the time in the world to talk about Ruben. The very first scene, the big, the first football game in this episode, Ruben. One a, a grand from this one dude in the stands wins a thousand bucks betting on the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Last game of the season, the big game that we see now, he bets against the Jaguars against this very same guy. It's he makes the bet against the same fucking dude. So they both must have flipped. Yeah. Their bet. They both must have flipped. And also the dude was like, like all along he's been like, well, I would never vote. I would never bet against my team. Like that, that, that's the high school I went to. Like it'd be unpatriotic of me to bet against them. And then he suddenly was like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to bet for the, uh, the Bulldogs. The guy must be like, you have inside information. You must. Like there's yeah. no, what, what, why would he make that bet? He's like, oh, clearly you are like what do you cheating. Know? Yeah. You're a cheater. It's messy. It don't, it don't make sense. It don't make sense, Kristen. <laughs> um, and then we have this like lovely moment where they, 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 they're back at the, the neighbor's houses yeah, and streets. They're celebrating the victory. And, uh, 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 uh Ruben, Take well, can this I just, moment. May I yeah. just? Because I mean, they do this thing after they after he wins the big game. Um, Sam does that classic Sam thing where he looks over down. And he's like, "Why am I still here? I won the football game." I was like, "Obviously, we know why you're still here. It's because this woman is about to get evicted." You do you know just, that it wasn't actually about the football. Yeah, the game. football game is so unimportant. Yeah. <sighs> you are here to like stop this woman from like destroying her life. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, it, it might, we didn't talk about, um, Eddie's family because mm-hmm. we know that, okay, Chewie and his mother are in this house 
and whatever. Yeah. And then Eddie's family, their neighbor, um, it's Eddie, his dad, and his little sister. Little sister, yeah. Um, who uh, the mother passed away, um, and the father wants to open a restaurant, um, and he's very clearly in love with yeah. Celia. All, all, all episode long, they're like mooning at each other. Yeah, and it's very sweet, and she's like a second mother to his uh daughter and they're all very close and obviously eddie and chewie are like brothers i you know what i thought that that whole storyline that whole dynamic was really sweet i enjoyed that part until of the, the very end yeah until this moment until when, the very uh, end. i mean it's it's nice because we know that she does we do know that it's okay yeah. but like the way they structured it was not great because so what happens reuben shows up with with some some people and starts just Grabbing her stuff and taking it out of the front of the house. She's getting evicted, like, this second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they, you know, they start freaking out. What are we going to do or whatever? And then um, and, uh, Sam. Eddie's, Eddie's dad goes like, well, fuck it. I'll just pay her rent for her. And she's and like, she I don't like, want that. No, no, her. don't. Because that money is for the restaurant you want to open. And then, uh, uh, uh. He says something about, is this when, because he's like, whatever, like, screw the restaurant or yeah, d- d- dismiss he, he said He said, you hate the restaurant. Oh, yeah. And then she goes, I don't hate the restaurant. I just think it's smarter to have food trucks. Mm-hmm. And then Al looks at Ziggy and is like, yeah, he does end up being really successful with the food trucks. So. Yeah. Th- there's that bit solved. Because what the fuck ever. Like, of course. Sure. Yeah. And then, um. So, Leet, what happens? So, Sam... I'm going to let you... I'm going to field this one to you. Yeah, Sam just gets a bright idea and says, like, okay, everybody, uh, let's start carrying her stuff over to my dad's yard. Like, we're just going to start... And he grabs a TV and starts carrying it over to his own house. Um, And and they're like, what? what's going on? Like, what are you even suggesting here? And he's like, oh, it's fine. You know, Chewie can sleep in my bedroom with me. And then Celia, you can sleep with dad. And not even the fact that, like, they have a build up to that line. Because he's mm-hmm. like, well, uh, Eddie, uh, Chewie can sleep in my bedroom with me. He goes, and Celia, and he pauses and, like, looks at his dad and kind of smiles at a bit. A, a bit and is like, you can sleep with dad. And then Chewie's like, what the fuck, dude? You can't talk to my mom that way. No kidding. And he's like, I can if she's also my mom or something. Like, is that what he says? That's what he says. That's exactly what he says. And I was like, my response is like, no, you still can't. If she's your mom, you still can't talk about her sex life with your father. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's just this weird moment of like the dad being like, I think that would be great. Like she can, they can stay with us. They'll mm. live with us and she'll be my wife. And, and like Chewie's like, my mother will be your wife. And Sam's like, yes, your mother will be my mother. And meanwhile, Celia's standing right there. <laughs> She's right there. I'm like, it doesn't even make sense to me why they're not like, listen, hear me out. Yeah. What if we Celia, did this? What if? Celia. I have an idea. I know that you guys like each other. Yeah. Would you be willing to take it to this next yeah. step? It would make a lot of sense. Totally up to you, though. Yeah. Something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but so then uh, uh, the dad goes to Celia 
again, no one's talked to her yet about this, and yeah. she's right there. And he goes to her and is like, yes, you can marry me. It would solve your problems. And she says, like, I'm not marrying you to solve my problems. I'm marrying you because I love you. Hold on. I'm just going to backtrack there. She does say, I'm not going to marry you to solve my problems. And then the dad goes, like, oh, is, are you, what you're saying is that you're going to marry me because you love me? And I just so much wanted her to be like, no, that's not what I said. (laughs) I did not. I I just said, I'm not going to marry you. All I said was, I'm not going to marry you to fix my problems. You are making a big assumption. But she does not say that. She, of course, says like, yes, I love you. Smooch, smooch, smooch. It's a very sweet idea. It was just executed awfully in this final scene because we've been told since the beginning they love each other. Like, shown, basically. They love each other. She takes care of his daughter. Their sons are best friends. It's perfect. They live next door. Mm -hmm. Sam is like... Put her stuff in our yard. The very like, first shot we get of these two is after they win the big game at the beginning of the episode. And uh, uh, Eddie's dad literally like picks up um, Celia by the butt and like starts swinging her around. So it's like, yeah, yeah. They, they, they're clearly... They love each other. They love each other. Um, that also, that scene ends uh, with... Remember the awkward kiss on the nose in um, oh boy, Star-Crossed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That really awkward kiss on the nose in Starcross. Donald loves those kisses on the what nose. What is f- up with him kissing romantically on the nose? Loves a good smooch on, on a schnoz. <laughs> the schnoz smooch. Schnoz smooch. TM Donald P. Belisario. <laughs> Just like, it's like even more awkward than the first one. He grabs her face on both sides. And it looks like he's going to give her like, an, a, like a, plant, a normal plant human one kiss. on her lips. But he just like gingerly... <laughs> But it's not even that ginger. Like, he's smushing it a little bit. <laughs> if we talked about this the first time, the moment in Muppets Christmas Carol. I don't think so. Have you seen a Muppets, of course Muppets a Christmas Carol? I'm a millennial. Of course I have. <laughs> My favorite part is when, so there's the big fence to Scrooge's house. Bear with me, guys, yep. for a second. And Gonzo and Rizzo have to get in and Gonzo, like, makes this big thing. Or, or no, Gonzo's over on the other side and he's like, come on, he's Rizzo. He's climbed it, yeah. And, and Rizzo... Is uh, trying to climb it. He's like, I'm trying, I'm trying. And then he falls and falls in the snow. He's like, oh, no. And it's like, he's all hurt and it was a big ordeal. And then um, Gonzo, and then he forgets something on the other side. So then he sneaks through the grate, yeah. like like through the bars and then yeah. comes right back. And Gonzo goes, you could have just walked through it the whole time. And Rizzo's like, what? Or, or no, no, he doesn't even say that. Yeah. Guys, bear with me. <laughs> you know the fence scene from uh the, the famous fence yeah. scene from Chris where he goes through the he fence, doesn't say yeah. that but he says like Rizzo like because obviously the point is you could have just walked through the whole time and Rizzo's just like what and they stare at each other for a long time these two Muppets and Rizzo <laughs> just gingerly just kisses that. Gonzo's nose and it's like my favorite part because I'm sure it wasn't in the script. I'm sure they just held the camera on these two puppeteers for like so long, and they're just like, "Well, yeah, like, it's so cute, and I love it." And it's also the Muppets' first gay kiss. I'm assuming. I don't know. I'd be surprised if it was. I'm sure they're because I, I think kissing as a comedic moment is uh, probably a recurring Muppets thing, and Muppets has a long illustrious history. We should look it up. Yeah. But I love that moment because it's a solution to an awkward ending of a scene. Yeah. So I think <laughs> that's where I accept a good schnoz smooch. <laughs> um, in this scenario, g- give her a lip smooch. Yeah. Give us a lip lock. 
Make yeah. out with Celia. And let me watch. I want to watch you fuck. I want to watch you kiss on the mouth. <laughs> anyway, so Ruben's out of luck. Yeah, Ruben shows up and he's like, oh, I'll tell you what, I'll just call uh, um, immigration. And then uh, uh, Chewie is about to, to give him a punch. But Sam is like, no, don't. Because guess what? My dad's an American citizen. And once they get married, then she's an American citizen too. Shmi. <laughs> yeah, which... um. I mean, I guess they love each other, so it could probably be proven otherwise. But it's like, you may not want to, like, say it that way in front of the guy who's going to report you. Because it's like, don't, like, immigration does crack down on people who, like, get married just for citizenship. So maybe, like, keep it on the DL a little bit. Slash, like, they're not going to get married today. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, (laughs) Or maybe they should. Maybe they will. Maybe they're just going to drive straight over to City Hall. Who knows? But it's... The deed is done. (laughs) (laughs) But then, like, yeah, then all Ruben has to be is like, hey, I threatened to get her deported. Which, I mean, that's shitty behavior on his part that he's admitting to. But, like, I told her I was going to get her deported. And then 12 hours later, they were getting married. I kind of suspect. Have you ever seen the movie Green Card? No. It's a romantic comedy about a green card marriage. But here's the twist. They fall in love for real. Who's in it? It's Gerard Depardieu and Andy McDowell. Oh, that sounds great. It's very stupid. I like both of those people a lot. Even now? Anyway, it's stupid. It's a stupid movie. It's not a particularly good rom-com. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting pairing. I do have to say, I love Andy McDowell. I wish she'd come back. Where's she been? I don't know. I haven't seen her in much lately. I just think she's charming. Andy. Andy, call us. Tweet us at Kristen Lee. At Kristen Lee. K-R-I-S-T-E-N-L-E-E-T-E. I like the way you spell your name. <laughs> L-E-E-T-E. I only do it that. It sounds like you're giggling. T-E. T-E. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, at the moment before Sam leaps, he's he's standing there um, fuming uh, with his back to... Um, um, to Ruben and Al just says few minute Ruben few minute Ruben <laughs> Paul Rubens uh, and just Al Al looks at him he goes do it and then Sam turns around and he goes ride Jaguars which is the thing that they do where they pound each other on the shoulders And but he leaps this is so good <laughs> then we get the freeze frame and the blue sparklies the moment his forearms make contact with Ruben's shoulders so he doesn't get the satisfaction of actually like hitting him yeah but and was, where does he leap to? No, I just want to pause and mm-hmm. say, like, it'll be so fucking great when uh, the real Eddie leaps back in, like, mid-physical assault. Yeah. And it's like, he does that. And then what have I done? Like, and then, like, surely it takes, like, a little bit of time for those memories to kind of download and him to realize what yeah. has happened. So he's just like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, no. Ruben. Uh, Ruben, please don't. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, evict my friend. Wait, what is it? Tuesday? What? Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Okay, so um, before we get on to our prediction for next week. What uh, do you have to plug, Lee? Oh, um, my hilarious um, um, musical comedy duo is going to be at the Hamilton Fringe Festival. That mm-hmm. is in Hamilton, Ontario, July 18 to 28. Did you say what it was called this time? No, I forgot. It is called mm-hmm. Sex... 
It's it called sex. It's called sex. <laughs> <laughs> An instructional guide. No, it is called Sex Cult, a musical sexplosion. We're going to be at the uh, Studio Aquarius Theater. I'm excited. Um, I'm going to plug my other podcast. Oh, oh um, come watch the show um, that um, Peter Jaynes of Theater in London described as the next drowsy chaperone. Really? Oh, that's awesome. I would like to plug my other podcast, On a Dark Cold Night. It's a bedtime ghost story podcast. So if you like uh, spooky things and you like uh, getting a good night's sleep or just relaxing to the sound of my voice, it's better than it is right now. My voice. No, your voice right now is great. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay, so... um, (laughs) So... uh, let me describe uh, Sam's leaping in. He leaps in, and he's wearing kind of like a brown suit with a brown bow tie, and he seems to be standing in um, kind of an old-timey diner-type situation. If you look around, you see, like, most of the people. No, in fact, now that you mention it, all the people in that diner are white, and Sam just kind of wanders over, and he saunters down. He sits down at the lunch counter, and he looks in the mirror, and he's an elderly black guy. He's Jesse Tyler. We are in um, uh, The Color of Truth. Why is this Why is their, this their default? Go-to? We don't have a teaser for that. Ne- I mean, I guess they did it with the Kamikaze Kid. They did it with... Um, did they do it with any other episodes? One time he leapt into the Kam- Kamikaze yeah, Kid. Yeah, that was the end of season one, I think. But this one by far is used the most. And, and it's uh, not even an exciting one. Like, I would be like, oh, man, he should. we should do the one where he fucking um, uh, gets shot or something. Yeah, do the beginning of Disco Inferno. But, like, I guess, I don't know. Maybe maybe this was a big, successful episode for them. Like, maybe they got a lot of praise for The Color of Truth, I'm trying to think. Like, there must be a reason that they love going. And, and it is a very, like, it's a very historical kind of opening, you know, to be like, this was a time where, you know, you where a, a black man couldn't walk into a diner, you know, or I don't know. I just don't understand why. <sighs> Do you want to know we, what the next episode really is? Yeah. Season two, episode 15 is titled Her Charm. And he leaps into Her Charm. Her Charm. Okay. He leaps into September 26, 1973. What do you think is going to happen? I'm going to go with witchcraft. Um, <laughs> What's the year again? 73? 73. Okay. I'm going to go with... um. Uh, witchcraft like a charm um and uh he he meets a girl who um has to Alyssa milano is she in it no i'm trying oh she's in charmed charmed oh no i think is she in charmed i'm gonna go with more like a stevie nicks type like like he meets like a girl who's kind of like wears a lot of fringe and big hats and and he's like Oh, what an interesting person. And she um And she's Wiccan? She yeah, she's like like at first he thinks she's just a hippie or whatever. People are gonna be like, You stay away from her, she's a witch and he's like, Oh it's the seventies, not Salem. Who cares? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even believe you. She's just a hippie. And then he goes to her house and realizes that she is um into witchcraft, but she's a good witch and she uh helps people. So he, he has to speak on her behalf in this backwards town there and it's going to be about witch. Do you think that witches. That, that's, uh, witchcraft is real? Like, we've seen ghosts, so are they also just going to extend it and be like, you know what, also yeah. um, Satanism. They'll, they'll explain 
Well, Satanism is not... Why are you being provocative? You know that Satanism isn't the same as as witchcraft or Wicca. That's what they pay me to do on this podcast, Kristen. Be Be provocative and make fun of people's beliefs. Oh, all right. I think it'll be the same thing where they'll... Well, no, they won't disprove it, but it'll, it'll be like... Does any of this stuff work? I don't know, but you're a nice person. Who cares? But then at the end, like, it did work. It looks like the thing happened that she said would or something. I don't know. And then everything Sam believes in will be questioned. And throughout the whole episode, Al will be like, I don't know, Sam. My grandmother used to do spells and make things happen, and it worked. I can't do Al today anymore. I hurt my voice on Al earlier. Well, maybe uh, you'll be better able to do Al next week on the next episode of Oh Boy, oh boy. It's, it's Kristen, Kristen and Lee. Lee. <laughs> Bye, Elizabeth. Goodbye. <laughs> that was more Al Pacino. <laughs>